Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout Podcast, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangouts. Today, we are hanging out with mother and homeopathic home user and gyrotonic and gyrokinesis trainer, Elaine McDonald. Welcome, Elaine. Hi, Eugenie. I'm delighted to be here. Now, I didn't add the very another very important title in there, which is one of my besties. And Elaine is one of the first people I met when I moved to Perth. She's been such an incredible source of support for me and such a great help. She's introduced me to so many people and she has brought so many people to homeopathy. And part of that is, I think, because she has a very interesting story of how she discovered homeopathy. So I wonder if you can maybe share that with our listeners, Elaine. Um, I'd love to, yes. My journey with homeopathy started, I would say, really probably in 2013. My older son was on the spectrum at the time. He had some reactions to his 18-month vaccinations and um, kind of turned our life around a little bit after that. So um, I decided I did go the normal routes. We were seeing our physio and our occupational therapist and pediatrician. We were going to the Child Development Centre but I also decided to try and do something myself. So I started off and my research first brought me to the GAPS diet. That was my first protocol. So we changed his diet and started moving through that. It wasn't easy, but we, we, we did. And the big thing with the diet was, again, I was going in, I didn't know anybody that was doing anything like that. I was, I had read the book, I was lo- looking online, but doing and reading are two different things. So it was a really up and down journey, um, especially emotionally. He was, yeah, I mean, we could be up three, four times during the night. He'd be screaming. Um, yeah, it was just really, really difficult. During that time, um, I came across Fran Sheffield. She's a homeopath in Sydney, and she had used homeopathy for her autistic son, and that was kind of one of her main um, things she looked at. So I decided to contact her just to help. And yeah, so she she was amazing, actually. So the first consultation we have was probably a good hour and a half. We were able to do it via Skype. There was not, we weren't doing FaceTime back then. <laughs> so she just went through so many different things about my son, like, um, yeah, the questions at the time, I guess the questions seemed quite odd when he's at night and he's sweating the back of his head or what side did he sleep in or yes or yeah all all the different things and what she did was give me two remedies and I was taken we, we would try the main one she thought and for three days and every three days to see was there improvement and if there was an improvement after our third dose that we would try the other remedy um I did look back in my notes so this started to help pretty much straight away the emotionally, like the hard, the hardest part when you're doing things like diets, like everyone thinks, okay, it's hard work that you're cooking all this food by itself. You're mm-hmm. doing this, that, and the other, and it is hard, but that's just basically stuff you can just do. Um, but when you're actually dealing with the emotional pressures of the whole lot and yeah, and I had a six month old baby at the time as well. So yeah, it was just really hard. The homeopathy started to come and pretty much straight away, it really helped. Yes. In lo- lots of ways remember at the start like the first remedy helped and then I had another appointment six weeks later it was I guess a bit like the onion was peeling like that we had different remedies every time we had consultations every six weeks mm-hmm. and the remedies may change unless something yeah often changed but 
We eventually did come to Nat Mur and that became his main remedy. Phenomenal what that did for us. Again, when you have that as well, you have all the other issues of the sensory issues of changing the clothes from summer to winter and mm. all those sort of things is um, repetitive actions and just, yeah, just basically the mood swings. Yeah, the homeopathy was life changing for me there. Mm. I think I carried with Fran, with Fran for like between everything we did, we did get him off the spectrum. But yeah, I carried on with Fran for maybe a year and a half, I think. Um, it was an integral part of the treatment. So it was between that and dietary. And then um, eventually we got to a stage where um, he had his, his big um, assessment when he was three. And the pediatrician told me that I didn't have to worry that he was no longer in the spectrum. And actually wow. at the time I had an amazing pediatrician because no, none of them wanted to know about anything, to be honest. And um, he actually asked me all about what we were doing and was really interested, which was beautiful for a change. Mm. Um, and then the next, for, for any mothers that did have children on the spectrum, our next step after that was really his social issues. And we did find that heavy metal chelation was mm. the final key in the solution, which helped us there. But all in all, it was a long process. So yeah, that was my first introduction to homeopathy. And I have to say, I was hooked mm-hmm. from, the, from the start. Yeah. Yeah. And your son is now 10 years old. He's saying my son is 10 now. He yeah. has um no traits of um no, no. spectrum at all. He no. loves sport, he's a fantastic runner, he loves soccer, he's got mm. friends, he goes really well. And there's nothing, there's nothing at all to suggest his history. And every time I see him, which is not that frequent these days, because we we moved uh, an hour and a half away, but every time I see him, he blows my mind. He has just flourished so much. He's a picture of health. You know, just before we started, he came up to the computer when you quickly popped out and he was like, hi, Eugenie, how are you going? So engaging. And he's just glowing and he's doing so good in his soccer. And yeah, like you said, just so social with his friends and it's just amazing. You would never say the journey, but Elaine, you make it sound very easy because you've just rambled off these things, but you have done a lot of hard work, which is why you've achieved such an amazing result. And like you said, you were committed to going to your homeopath every six weeks and going through that journey. You also did the chelation. You also are incredible with the children's diet and you've helped so many mothers along the way. Is there um, anything else that you can tell us about the journey, things that you found really helpful that uh, maybe parents listening to this can integrate into how they're helping their children with autism? Um, well, the main thing is just to be strong. you got to believe in yourself. And I, I, to me, like everything is curable. I mean, I was told at the start, I remember the first, um, um, I had a beautiful naturopath that I was dealing with in Dunsborough. She no longer, um, she had a website, Real Healthy Kids. And um, I did have her support along the way. I, I started with her one appointment and then things went backward a bit and um, ended up going back to her six months later. It was just, again, to have someone who knew something about it and um, was really supportive. But I remember she sent me to the doctor looking for a parasite test. And the doctor told me that there was absolutely nothing to do with parasites and autism or with diet and autism. And she was actually really, really rude at the time. Um, I was very sensitive myself at the time because you're going through that. And I was, again, I had a six month old baby and it was just really high. I, I left that appointment crying mm. and she wouldn't give me the parasite test. <laughs> wow. just, uh, and as my naturopath said, that, that was my right to get that. So I did, I found, just found another doctor that was a holistic doctor and she immediately gave me the parasite and he was a com- 
to test and it was a, just a completely different story. It's just, I mean, you got to, you just don't have to take one person's word for something. You have to keep you finding your tribe or finding your help or finding people to support you. Um, even, even in the child development center, I actually had a couple of the practitioners we went to who were following our story. Um, one in particular, like they're not allowed to talk about it. That's one thing I found out. She said to me at one stage, she had asked like, when can we tell parents to come here about the effect of diet and the effect of this and that? And they were told they can't, they actually can't. You just, yeah, I got to believe in yourself. There's so much more knowledge available now than there was back then. Uh, again, they're still trying to keep this type of information down, but there's definitely means and ways. Um, and even through that, like uh, my naturopath, she had wrote a lovely book, like how to treat your kids naturally with all these illnesses. And again, so at the time I was doing the homeopathy remedies, uh, uh, probably to, uh, to support Max, but still didn't know a lot about them. But then I seen in her little book, um, there was all, you know, different illnesses and possible remedies to use. And so again, I could see the homeopathy was coming into that too. And um, yeah, it became my medicine cabinet. It still is my main, not that we need much medicines anymore of any sort. We haven't used an antibiotic since Max started that, that back in 2013 for either of my kids. Homeopathy is first. I do herbals. Uh, maybe supplements, but yeah, I find homeopathy and herbals are usually enough in mm -hmm. every situation. Mm -hmm. uh, is it okay if we quickly touch on the chelation? Because I know that was yeah. a big thing for you guys and you had great success. And I remember us going camping and you would wake the whole family up every three hours to give their chelation therapy, but the results you were getting was just amazing. So do you mind quickly sharing a little bit about that? Because I don't know how many people know about chelation. Right. I'll talk a little about it, but again, um, this is just me, just my experience. I'm mm -hmm. not giving anyone any advice on this. Um, Absolutely. Just I, for people to go and research themselves. Yes. Again, the material has been kind of buried again. I use the anti-coupler chelation uh, method. There were some really good groups that have been shut down on Facebook, but I'm sure there has been other ones created since. I haven't been as much in it because we finished by removing the heavy metals from mm -hmm. your body. So because Max had such... Um, so he reacted so much to vaccines. I knew there had to be mm -hmm. something relating to that. And then as if, if you go into your research and you find out about Tamarisol and whatever else is in them or whatever the heavy metals, you realize there's something there. And then um, we do dump a lot of our toxicities on our first child. And I did have amalgam fillings at the time. So there was also that side of it. So yeah, I came across this and I remember looking at it and going, oh, I can't even think about that. And um, and what was going on, it was more actually when things started to improve and there was some light at the end of the tunnel that I started reinvestigating this. And um, it's if they're antioxidants that you're taking it. It's not a, a harmful substances, but um, because you're moving very small amounts of mercury at a time, there really can be a lot of side effects. You got to be really slow about how you do it. And that's mm -hmm. why I, I guess a lot of people wouldn't do it. It took us maybe three years. Mm -hmm. um, but we all did it like for me. So even just uh, from my own experience, it actually changed me. I don't have any stresses or anxiety or lots of little things that um, I, even when I used to collate, like, and things would come up because you're moving the mercury. You're like, God, does that really what caused this? Even Yeah, so interesting. But, but for my son, yes, it just, I remember, I think it might have been only the third and fourth week he used to go to a three plus program, a beautiful one in quite near us, like, and they used to have lots of facilities for special needs as well. But um, I remember just coming in and one of the girls pulled me aside and just, just uh, 
Max stood up and did news today. And I was like, what? So yeah, they asked, did anyone else want to step, stand up and do news? Now he wouldn't, he's not, he wasn't that child. He got up and he stood and he said a few words and I was like, oh my God, this is just amazing. Um, so what happens, the, the thing with chelation, it takes time. So you get mm-hmm. huge changes initially and then things kind of plateau for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, as you take the mercury out of the blood, then your organs start dumping it into the blood. Um, so it, it takes a lot of patience, but it has, was life-changing, I have to yeah. say. Sorry to put you on the spot there, but I just know that that's something that's absolutely worth mentioning for families that are looking into that. And as you said, it's not, we're not giving medical advice or anything. Uh, We're just saying, giving you some options to investigate and chat with your, you know, medical health professionals and whoever else you're working with to maybe just investigate some uh, some, therapies alongside. Yeah. Now you have used homeopathy for a variety of other things over the years as well. And as your journey with Fran went on, you became more confident in using homeopathy yourself. So can you maybe share some things that you use homeopathy for in your house or do you maybe have some stories to share of acutely using it i use it for everything so after those days like i remember first as i was trying to learn about it i did get a lot of the complexes because it kind of have names on it and you don't have to try and figure out what's what like um out of all complexes i've ever had i have to say sore throat one has never ever failed ever (laughs) in any type of sore throat we just use it for everything, like coughs, colds, whatever. We don't, I, I, I'll be honest with people, and this is the thing where you need to take your own health into your own hands. We're never sick. We haven't been to a doctor in years. Our, our immune systems are amazing, and especially as your kids grow. Like, it's okay for your kids to get sick. They don't have, like, not chronically sick, but to get sick and they build their immune system. And the energy of the homeopathy remedy support that. But yeah, for anything, I still go back to Nat Murr for Max. If I feel he's gone through some emotional times, um, I always still feel that's his constitutional, even still. Look, I'll give you an example. My cat, my cat had many issues. We had another cat that used to bully her for years. And then she ended up with bladder infection and all that. She was just scared, very frightened cat. And I ended up going to holistic um, vets um, at the time. And she prescribed homeopathy and it was almost overnight changes, like for her fear things. Mm-hmm. And we still use homeopathy for the pets. I had a really amazing one recently where a friend of mine, her son was having a lot of an emotional issues, very outgoing child. He was crying when he was going to school. He was up, he was scared at night. He just quite dramatically changed. And another homeopathy friend, a homeopath friend had recommended a particular remedy for her older daughter. And she had read up on the traits of this particular remedy and it actually matched him more. So I had the remedy. So I gave her some and um, I didn't hear back. And about three days later, I just got an email saying, oh, my God, like, I don't know what I don't know what, like which medicine you gave us. But um, it pretty much changed him overnight. Like the big test has gone back to school on Monday morning. What should I do? Like they only took one dose of the remedy. And I said, we'll just give him one more dose on the Sunday night and then just see how it goes. Like, and yeah, completely changed style. The two of them, and they're not even, they don't really know much about homeopathy. They're um, say in between mainstream and, and uh, learning, but um, yeah, the two of them just can't, they, they only gave him three doses. That was it. Wow. Amazing. And that they haven't had to come back to it since. So it's, it's just, as we know, if you get the right remedy, it's, mm-hmm. there's no denying. It's just, it's unbelievable what I can change emotionally. And also, again, with, I mean, we used to go camping together and 
no matter what happened, Eugenie was out with something like, you know, whether, whether it was a hangover the next day or whether the kids had fallen over, there was just, um, yes, uh, so many Amazing. things. Yeah, yeah. You've said a couple of things there that I just want to touch base on. And the first one, and just backtracking, the first one that was when you said about complexes, and I thought we should maybe just go over that. So the first one was um, the complexes, and then you said about Nat Mer being the constitutional remedy, and then this third one you said about the mental emotional. So I'm telling you so you can remind me in case I forget that. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um, I was just going to clarify with complexes. Usually you buy the single remedies like Arnica or Aconite or Arsenicum, but the complexes are also called combinations remedies and that's when we've thrown a few remedies that we know know are good for for example sore throats we throw them into one bottle and give them to you and it's just sometimes a little bit easier when you're starting out that way hey elaine i know that you're a big advocate for starting out with the combination remedies for people who are completely new because you know they often can work very well and then you said about the nat being a constitutional remedy so constitutional remedy fran would have discovered that for max after several consultations seeing okay this is the remedy that resonates with Max on mental, emotional, physical, spiritual level. And I love that you say that even 80 years later, he still responds to that remedy because my constitutional remedy I've been using for 10 years. And sometimes I use it like every week if I'm going through a lot of stress, sometimes once a month, but usually I'll just have a dose, say once every six months. And that will usually last me for quite a long time. So I can feel I'm out of balance and I know, okay, it's time to go back to that remedy. So when you have walked this path with a homeopath, where they really get to know you, find the remedy that resonates with you. Once you have that remedy that really encompasses your being, it can be such a powerful remedy to fall back on. Can I just actually say something about that that came up really recently? Um, So Max this year had maybe three different times this irritating little cough. Just uh, nothing, no phlegmy, just this little cough. And uh, like I remember the third time, it's like, I can't take this back again. Like, I know it didn't affect him physically or anything. Like, and my other homeopath friend recommended, why don't you just try his constitutional? And it's just when you said that, like, so we did the constitutional then, then, and this this is maybe about the last time he had it was maybe three, four months ago. Um, he hasn't had it since. So, yeah, you just actually brought that back to my mind when you said about balancing out. Like, so I just gave him the Natmer, just one dose. Um, at the time I had the 200 potency, I gave him that, and that's all I've done. And it's not come back. So it's, it's amazing. Just way. Yeah. So it's, it's, as you say, balancing the energy, it doesn't be, have to be an emotion. Maybe something physically can come out um, when their energies are a bit out of balance. Like there was nothing, the, the cough wasn't so bad that it, would, it affected them in any way. It was just an annoyance. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then I was going to say, when it comes to mental, emotional symptoms for children, I really feel homeopathy has its power there because children often can't explain why they feel the way that they do. You just know, okay, this child was fine with going to school. Something happened. I don't know what, but suddenly this child doesn't want to go to school anymore. And they're kicking and screaming or crying. Maybe they're soiling their pants at school, which they've never done before, or they usually are happy to walk to the gate by themselves. Now, suddenly they don't want to. And I mean, you could take a child to a psychologist or a counselor or somebody like that to try to talk about it, but it can be really tricky for children. Whereas homeopathy, because it's energy medicine, when you find that right remedy to match the symptoms that child is displaying, because it helps them on that energetic level, it just removes that blockage there. And I get just goosebumps when mums like you who are home prescribers, you've never studied homeopathy officially, just teaching yourself and you are able to help a friend so profoundly whose child is having this, you know, imbalance on a mental, emotional level, recognize that prescribe a remedy and able to help them. I find that so powerful. 
I just think it's amazing. I, ha I have learned a lot about I mean, it's another thing. There's so much um, information available on homeopathy. I remember at the start, I did a Fran had done a course and all the main remedies that will come up in the treatment of autism and so you know explain different characters and i guess some uh, some of the homeopathy um med materia medica yeah materia medica um, can be hard to actually go through unless you're you've done all the training um so she put it more into the words that would make more sense to the mm. like for me i remember going to your homeopathy at home course it was it's just amazing i i see you're always putting information things out, steering people towards free courses, whether there's someone else's or not. So there is, there's so much you can learn for yourself. What I would say is actually knowing the stuff actually even, would, I would love to have known all I knew now going to Fran, because mm. I think I would have been able to pull a lot more out of the experience back then. Like I just knew it was working like and didn't, but I think I probably would have probably asked her more questions at the time it's there to be learned and understood and mm -hmm. and there's so many people to guide you well maybe you can tell our listeners what you wish you knew before you went to the appointment so anybody who's starting this journey with their homeopath how can they get the most out of the experience well i i knew nothing so i wish i knew a bit about, <laughs> con about constitutional remedies and how they can balance you emotionally i think i would have asked like um, why are you prescribing that particular remedy this time what maybe made you choose that over something else i don't know i would have got each remedy and i probably would have studied i have a book now on the homeopathic um, constitutional remedy for kids i probably would have been reading that after every remedy just to see and you know help me understand more like because sometimes um, especially with the Nat Mur, like the, the changes were just amazing. For me, I always want knowledge and you just want to know more about it. At the time, I was so much going on that I just did the remedies. But yeah, I'd like, I'd like, I, I feel like I should have read up with them every time when we were doing them. But you know, that was my journey. Maybe that's the way you're meant to do it. I mean, really, for anyone starting out, it depends what way you're going. If it's something for emotional, quite a big thing that you need to sort out, I would recommend going to a homeopath. Sometimes we don't see things in our own family that other people see. Like, whereas I could probably, and you'd probably say the same, you probably could easier find it easier to pick a remedy for somebody else's child than your own. And that's, yeah. So that journey itself, even learn the types of questions that are asked and everything, it's just really uh, quite mind-blowing. And yes, um, she had the experience to do that. And then I guess that gave me the confidence then to do my own home prescribing. So that, that in itself is, there's lots of, I mean, just doing your homeopathy at home classes, I would recommend anyone do that with children, anyone at all. But if you have kids, that course just gives you so much to start building on already. I mean, mm -hmm. it's cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a cheap form of medicine. It doesn't go off. You can have them remedies for all of your life. I've been just, like, I still have the remedies that Fran prescribed us because some of them, like when she used to send two, we didn't need the other one. You only need what you need. Mm -hmm. They're not going to go off. Like, and that was the start of building my medicine cabinet. And mm -hmm. I still constantly add remedies. I sometimes just add remedies because I've never heard of that one before. I think I, <laughs> I do the same. I, I better, I better put that in there so that I have it because God knows where. Because there has been times I've been looking up something and really kind of, oh God, I wish I had that one there at hand. It'd be good to try it. Um, it's just, yeah, it's something that's invaluable to build up, like, and you'll mm -hmm. never, it'll never go off and it'll be there for, I, I can see it being there, like for my grandchildren. Do you know that Absolutely. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And tell us what on earth is gyrokinesis and gyrotonic, because I don't think many people would have heard of it, but it's actually a therapy that is very holistic in itself and can be very helpful. So tell our listeners a little bit about what it is. 
I came to Gyrotonic in New York. I was thinking about what will I do when I eventually get to Australia, because I did commerce in college and that, and system analysis, and I just office work does not suit me. It's not my thing. Um, so I was going to the studio. I was just actually doing yoga. There's a monthly membership fee. And then the other half of the studio, she used to do gyrotonic. And after I was there about three weeks, she was letting the yoga instructor go because she was having a lot of people come for gyro. So she decided she was going to, to have the whole studio for gyro. So she offered me a free gyrotonic session just to, instead of giving me back my money for my month's membership, like, so I did it. Um, I was awful. Like <laughs> I was, I was really so. My body really just wasn't um, in a good place at the time. Like, but um, I uh, look. I'm one of these people that persists. Because she actually said to me at the time, she said, "I didn't think I connected to you. I didn't think you'd come back." Like, but uh, I did. Like, I, I was. It's about everything in life. You can't just try something, and give it up if it doesn't work immediately. You just have to keep trying. And I mean this from everything from homeopathy to guiding your children to health or whatever there's there is a means but yeah so I started doing it and then she um was had just become a, an apprentice trainer she says well why don't you just try and do it so I did and then I remember I did my first foundation teacher training in New York and I, I think maybe about four days in I was like what the hell am I doing here <laughs> um because New York you can imagine it was full of there was a mixture of physios pilates trainers and dancers and then there was little old me like <laughs> whose body really hadn't done anything like that. Um, I, I was probably tight over the years. I didn't do much. So after that, um, the master trader, uh, it was really good. Like, but he offered anyone on the course, apprentices to work in a studio and he'd give you just on the desk and he would give you free, a free session every week. And I, I just, within a year, like my body had changed dramatically. I had a very hunched shoulders from an old, I had an old collarbone issue. Just, yeah, I didn't realize how tight my body was until after that year. Like it just changed. I remember I got back to Ireland. I was pregnant and nobody knew. And my friends thought I was taller. And yeah, <laughs> it was all, all this. Yeah. And that was, yeah. And I, even in New York, I had a couple of girls, like they were breast cancer um, patients. And even then when I was inexperienced, because you do, gain so much knowledge over time with it because your body is constantly changing but I remember one of the girls she had lymphedemia and she was coming to the gyro and she was actually more concerned about the lymphedemia than losing her breast because I guess it's she was like 36 and it's yeah it, it was on her arm and it was quite you know we don't want yeah it was harder and um yeah it went away and I remember she went to her oncologist or uh, at the Christmas time after Christmas and she would come to me maybe about five months and he says to her, oh, you're doing the exercises I gave you. And she says, no, I'm not. And she says, well, <laughs> he says, you must be wearing the bandages. She says, no, I'm not. Or the, you know, the special um, yeah. compression. But I assume he didn't fly to the UK because her husband was from the UK. And she says, we did. We were just back after two weeks, actually. <laughs> and so she told him about gyro. And he was like, I don't know what it is. And I don't really care what it is. But it's working. Like, you got to yeah. keep using it. And I remember she emailed me after I left New York, like she was still doing it and just thanked me for bringing her into that. Even for their mobility after doing radiation and all that, it really helped. Mm. I don't want to keep going on about it. But it's no, just, well, well, basically well, what it is, it's, it's, a, it's a, a movement system. So it doesn't, mm -hmm. you don't have to have something wrong with you. It um, is used from a lot of high level athletes to people like Lady Gaga, because she has fibromyalgia. Steve Solomon there in the Olympics, he was using it. He actually mentioned his gyrotonic trainer at the end, which is amazing. Yeah. So it can be used for, for, for um, athletics, but there's a lot of therapeutic courses. So I've done mm -hmm. the, like the pelvis shoulder girdle, the scoliosis is just phenomenal. I even just see with some of the people that come to me, it 
phenomenal changes in the body, especially people with those type of um, spinal stuff. But yeah, it's, it's gyro. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> uh, While we're at it, can you quickly link your details here as well? And I'll put it in the show notes, but how do people find out more about you and what you do? I'm called Fluidity in Motion. I have a Facebook page and I have a website. I do need to work on it a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm one of these people who like to do stuff instead of do all the practical stuff behind. But yes, um, there's an email address there and a phone number. You can just contact and ask any questions. So we'll put that all in the notes. Beautiful. And for a little bit of fun at the end, what is your top three remedies that you can't live without and why? My topest, topest remedy, because it's back on my bed shelf again, because the mozzies are back out again, is Apis. Um, Yes, it works. It always works. I don't care what anyone says. I've never, ever had an occasion where it hasn't worked for a (laughs) second. And it's back to this, like I used to have a bites and sting remedy that I used to work. Um, Then I discovered it's actually just the apis is all we needed. Mozzie bites takes the itch out of them instantly. If you wake up during the night scratch and you just take a dose of that, that's it. Same with the kids. Get your mozzie bite. Just give them that. It just works all the time. I'm yeah, it's brilliant. Like I even give it to my cats. <laughs> um, the next one is Arnica, mainly because Arnica is just one of those all round remedies. If there's a fall or bruises or because my kids do play a lot of sport, we always have Arnica on hand. The third one, I don't know, probably maybe Aconite is always a good one, especially for anybody new coming to homeopathy because Aconite is the sudden appearance of something. And it doesn't have to be like I said to people as well, it doesn't have to be the sudden coming on of a flu or a cold or whatever. It can also be a sudden emotional response that comes on. I'd often suggest aconite there until you can figure out maybe what's going on, but it can help. Yeah, I would say aconite probably. Absolutely. I know the two of us are preaching to the converted because we both love homeopathy and use it in our lives. And I'm sure that we could chat for several more hours, but um, (laughs) I just want to thank you for your time, Elaine. And also just on a personal note, want to thank you for everything that you've meant for me personally in the past six years that I've been in Perth. You've introduced me to so many people. You've been such a support to me. And uh, yeah, I just think you're amazing. And, you know, amongst our friendship group, we call you the Oracle for a very good reason, because (laughs) you know so much and you've been such a support to so many families so thank you for everything that you do and thank you Eugenie you're just amazing anyway we all <laughs> thank you <laughs> chat, to, chat with you soon chat to you soon bye-bye bye